welcome to the Line Break Podcast. My name is Chris Corlew, and with me as always is my friend and co-host, Bob Sakura. Hi, Chris. Hey, Bob. We're here. Um, Bob, uh, I, don't, I don't know if anyone listens to this podcast, uh, well, period. I don't know if anyone listens to this podcast, <laughs> but I don't know if anyone listens to this podcast without like reading the title first, but did you know we have a guest today? I, I did. I'm very <laughs> aware that we have a guest today. <laughs> We are thrilled to welcome to the show uh, Maya Williams. Uh, Maya Williams, a they, she, is a religious, black, multiracial, non-binary suicide survivor who is currently the seventh poet laureate of Portland, Maine. May let's go. 20... Yeah, let's go. My parents were just there. <laughs> May 2023 marks the release of their debut poetry collection, Judas and Suicide, via Game Over Books. October 2023 marks the release of their second poetry collection, Refused a second date via Arbor Editions. Harbor Editions, Arbor. Harbor Editions. They were one of three artists of color selected to represent Maine in the Kennedy Center's Arts Across America series in 2020 and were listed as one of the advocates' champions of pride in 2022. She is currently an Ashley Bryan Fellow through the Maine Writers and Publishers Alliance. You can follow more of their work at mayawilliamspoet.com. Maya, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Clear, clearly, people listen to your podcast. People are coming as guests on your podcast, but sure, don't go off with your insecurities and whatnot. Well, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say when uh, Chris, you first started, I'm keenly aware of us having a guest today uh, because Maya, I don't know if you know this, you are our first like non. I'm friends with this person and I've talked to this person quite a bit, Yay! guys. <laughs> yes! What an honor. <laughs> Which I think we had planned to do more of once upon a time. Our goals and our approach have mutated a few times. That's a stronger word that I wanted to use, um, but have developed. Uh, and I'm hoping that this will give us the confidence to maybe reach out to a couple more folks, um, spread our wings a little bit, if you will. Thanks for having me. So, Mai, how are you feeling? Uh, we are recording on a Friday, so I always yeah. say I'm in a good mood when we're recording. How are you doing today? I'm feeling well, thanks. I'm a little, I'm a little sweaty uh, because I I acted in my in my last show as an understudy uh, for a play for the Children's Museum and Theater, so I'm so I'm a little sweaty. Um, nice. But other than that, I'm great. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what kind of uh, acting background do you have? Is this Ooh. new or, or a long history of acting? This is, this is a really good question because, like, I've been in and out of theater since like high, since like high school. Um, it, it's just like I feel like I'm coming into a, a, a resurgence of it in more in more recent years, which is exciting. So very cool. Yeah, nice. Very cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, can you tell us about the role? Yeah. Um. So the uh. So it's a musical called Gruff. And it is a retelling of the Billy Goat's Gruff fair, uh, fairy tale, but with a focus on climate change. Um, yeah. We love um, it. We love that it. sounds and, amazing. Yeah. It was my first intergenerational play as well. So there are adult actors and youth actors. And wow. everyone was great. Everyone was lovely. That sounds so Very cool. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing in terms of how are you feeling and to set us up, um, it's May, which means if we listen to your bio closely, your debut collection is on the precipice of coming out. How are you feeling about that? I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. 11 more days. At 11, the time days. 11 days. 11 more days. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm not sure if we'll get this out in time. Not to put the pressure on Chris, um, uh, but I believe, I believe you're doing uh, like an online reading, I think the 23rd, is that right? I am, yes. Yeah, so 11 days is quick for us, but maybe we can, uh, <laughs> maybe we can make that happen. I think not we can make that happen. Not put pressure on yourself, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Bob, Bob's giving me a deadline now. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. For some of us, deadlines count, you know? Yes. Um, very, very cool. Um, and then I know this is later in the show notes, but it feels logical to ask you this now. Um, can you, for a reader, just give them a little bit of a, a inside look on uh, what they can expect from this book, what you're excited about with it? Yeah. 
So in the, so in this book, it talks uh, it talks a lot about religious related trauma as it relates to suicide and mental health, particularly uh, in like amongst Black family members, Black community members, um, and like um, I'm really excited for folks to delve into uh, the poems where like there there's a poem that responds to a Bible verse um, that, and typically the Bible verse is either about a completed suicide or an attempted suicide or suicidal ideation. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward for, uh, for the questions that will come from that. And I'm looking forward to, um, yeah, just hear, just hearing what, uh, what people have to say or think about, about that in particular, especially when it comes to certain stories where it's like, Oh, I didn't, I never articulated it as this uh, or whether it was an attempt or an act of ideation, but it was like, oh, if they're like, oh, my goodness, I never considered that whenever I grew up in Sunday school with this story or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's man. That's fascinating. We, we talk a good bit on the show about our various religious traumas from growing up and stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I know the Bible. I consider myself knowing the Bible pretty well. And besides Judas, I can't think of many others. Um, but that is a cool oh, conceit for a book. That's really lot. exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, there ha- I know there has to be tons, but. Um... I, I love this interplay. I mean, I guess now between the three of us, Chris considering himself a Bible scholar. Um, scholar, me, Jesus. <laughs> you just said, I did, is that not what you just said? I, said, <laughs> I, said, I know the Bible pretty well. I didn't no, say. <laughs> pretty well. Okay. Not a scholar. My, I take it back. Um, as someone who was raised Catholic and the, the joke about the Catholics is we don't actually read the Bible. And then. <laughs> When I was briefly teaching at a Catholic school, they took away my creative writing class and replaced it with freshman theology, which was like a Bible studies class. Uh Um, So I was learning all about the Bible as I was supposed to be like teaching it. Um, And, and I similarly, I, I'm sure I don't know kind of all the the stories specifically that you're referencing, but that was one of the things was just, you know, going through a textbook back and forth with the actual Bible and just being like, Oh, there is some violent stuff in here. I did not recall. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a violent place. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and I, I, I just hear you saying it again. Um, I was listening to your conversation with a friend of the pod, Dianelli Antigua on bread and poetry. And I really love what you had to say about, how you view poetry as a conversation. And I think that really sounds, I don't know, important here, the way that not just, I don't know, with any poem in theory, there is this like level of discovery or uncovering, um, unveiling maybe, yeah, you know, kind of new truths or new ideas. Um, but I just can imagine the conversations that are going to come out of this. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our questions. We're starting off with a new one, one that I basically stole from the Versus podcast. Um, But me and Chris had both been thinking about this for a while. We are calling this your all-influence starting five. Um, I wanted more basketball on the podcast. Always need more (laughs) basketball on the podcast. (laughs) And so we asked Maya before the show to pick a starting five team of folks who have influenced your work. They could be writers. They could be other people. Um, and if you could just introduce us briefly to these people and hopefully me and Chris will think of some questions to bug you about with each of them as they come. Yeah. The five people I wrote down are Anise Mochgani, uh, who is an incredible poet. Um, I, like, listen, I'm the poet laureate of a city. He's the poet laureate of a whole state. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, and I especially love his poetry collection in the pockets of small gods it is my favorite poetry collection of all time. Um, Marcus Susak, um, I, he's, he's, uh, he's a, he's cause he's more so known for this book he wrote called the book thief, um, mm-hmm. that took place during the Holocaust, but he has actually written a lot of young, young adult fiction, uh, that I have loved very much, especially this, uh, book called I am the messenger. Young Jean Lee is a playwright. I I performed in a production of her play Straight White Men um, uh, last last fall. Play, yeah. yeah, great title. Um, yeah. And uh, and she's just a fabulous writer. And I also watched her play The Shipment. This is also geniusly written. That made me like happy, sad, mad. Um, 
uh, <laughs> uh, Pam, Pam Munoz Ryan is a children's author. And, I, and like, I'd love to read her, her like the most recent piece of work that she has. Cause like, I, cause I've only read the stuff that I, that I've read as it came out in like middle school and stuff like that. Um, and the film, uh, film director, uh, uh, Gina, Gina Prince, uh, Bythewood. Um, and she's well known for like, she's most, she's more so well known for, for woman King and love and basketball. Um, I'm, I'm particular, I, I tend to be, uh, leaning more towards, uh, her films, the secret life of bees based on the book adaptation. I'm actually going on the black, uh, black girl film podcast to talk about the secret life of bees. I'm really excited about that. Um, talk about that movie. Um, and uh, Beyond the Lights. Um, Ooh, it's a good drawn from all over the place here. <laughs> yeah, I, How... I, I, I do really love that you didn't pick all just poets. That makes for uh, all <laughs> poets have been fine. This makes for an interesting conversation, though. Bob, you're going right. to say something. I'm, I'm curious how you see folks working in different mediums kind of influencing either your work as poet or, you know, as an artist more broadly, as we know you kind of dabble in some other things. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, cause I, cause I love, I love writing about media as well. There are some mm. poems in the collection about, uh, about entertainment media in particular when it's come to, uh, their, their portrayals of suicide in the book. Um, and I, I write, I, I write essays sometimes for this website called Black Girl Nerds, as well as some other, uh, websites about film and, uh, media. Um, and it's just really nice again, because of like this resurgence of, I'm having in like theater community, like, like I'm getting more and more excited about plays and wanting yeah. to learn more about that because I don't consider myself well versed in like knowing all the playwrights and like, and I haven't studied it. Um, whereas I have studied poetry and literature. So um, like li literature outside of plays. For sure. Yeah. I, I saw your website and all those, uh, especially black girls, black girl nerds credits. And was like, Oh, another, another poet who also writes for the internet. Like I do. Um, everyone <laughs> I feel like everyone's like, Oh, I got my NFA, MFA and now I teach and that's how I pay my bills. And I'm like, Oh, I, I'm on the freelance grind. Um, so yeah, solidarity to that solidarity for that, uh, <laughs> that grind. Yeah. These are all great artists. Um, how do you see, um, poetry and, um, playwriting and screenwriting and so forth are two arts art forms with like a lot of, you know, like, Spatial awareness in the text is something I like to think about a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Do you see in um, in like reading plays or acting in plays and, and like reading collections of poetry, like like do you ever read a script or, or a play and you're thinking, oh, I could like you know do take take this x and x y and z element from screenwriting or playwriting and be like and make it poetic? Is that like something that ever mm -hmm. enters your thought process? That's a good question. Um, I have I have written poems that have been inspired by play uh, play scripts, which has been nice. Um, like, yeah, it would be it would be really it would be really interesting to delve more more into what what it what would it, what it would mean as far as like creating creating a, a stage into more of a setting in a poem as well. Mm. I know I know that uh, Ke Kevin Cantor has a really lovely collection about. Um, about play about playmaking and poetry. Um, so yeah, yeah. Cool. Anytime I see something that's not a paragraph, I'm like, ooh, is this could this be a poem? You know, <laughs> you could see the wheels turning. I mean, and, and as I was reading more of your work, you know, you clearly are someone who like feels confident experimenting formally and on the page so Thank if it you. hasn't happened yet it's coming you know like <laughs> you keep doing the theater like it's gonna come out in the po i'm confident in that thank you i was curious seeing um both uh marcus zuzak and pam Minos ryan um who like you said you know at least i'm sure they both you know kind of do other things but at least like they're known for you know works that are aimed at a younger audience mm -hmm. and I guess I, I'm trying to remember if I taught. Uh, now I forgot the name of the the book, the Zuzak. Um, I remember reading it, um, and it was a pretty profound experience. But um, I don't know. Yeah, that your relationship to work that inspired you when you were younger, how you've held on to it. Um, you know the ways that. <laughs> this gets into the ways that the literary world like can be so snobby and, you know, like how some of that stuff gets like tossed aside or cast aside or, you know, put into a bucket. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. How do you feel about any of that? Any of those strands? Because like, I feel like, because so, so with Marcus, so with Marcus Susick, I know that like for his book, I am the messenger. I, I read that book so many times and I have a different experience with it. Like my experience with it now as an adult is very different from when I was 15 and I first, and I first read mm, it. Sure um, thing, yeah. Whereas with uh, Pam Munoz, Ryan, Ryan's books, um, I haven't, I haven't read her work in years. Um, yeah. um, so, yeah. I, so I would like to return to it at some, at some point, as soon as I get through the rest of this current reading list that I have. <laughs> right. right. Um, <laughs> Ancient writer's proverb. As as right. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, should we get into, uh, get into some poetry? Um, I think we should. Uh, do you have anything else, Bob? No, I probably at some point it's going to come back, but we got to get to some poems. <laughs> let's, free, let's free flow it. Yeah. It's time to talk some poems. So Maya, you brought in uh, a poem for us today. We always, as a rule, we like ruin what we plan on talking about by introducing the poem. So <laughs> I'm not going to let you introduce the poem. I'm going to ask you if you could just read, us, read it to us first and then we'll get into what you want to say. Holding our guests to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> Amazing, amazing, amazing. Bashir by, by Jeremy Raiden. I am coming in a beat up Plymouth powered by stars down a road of stars through trees of stars. Every button of brand new suit is a star. My cufflinks stars. I wear a star in my lapel. I washed my hair with a handful of stars. The sky shaken loose, I lathered my beard. I am coming to you with a bouquet of stars, with a blanket of stars and a basket of stars, with a bottle of stars and a banquet of stars. For years, I have pulled stars from my body. Here is the joy, here is the grief. Here is the slaughter I have shaped into stars. I have polished the stars and buried them. An orchard has grown. It is heavy and yours. I will gather the fruit and transport it to you. See how it falls from my pockets in speaking. My psalm is a star and the star is for you. My waltz is a star and the star is for you. We will hold these stars to each other's lips and drink the ghosts from each other's stars. I am coming to you with a wedding of stars, a procession of stars, and a chapa of stars, a book of stars with our song written in it. If the hush returns with its claws unbroken, we'll be here, Sal, with stars in our knuckles, stars in our hammer, stars in our singing. A volley of stars will descend on our houses. A volley of stars will pummel this country. The absence eaten by packs of stars. A voice will speak in the voice of a star. A voice will speak and the river will stand. The river will stand and I love you, Sally. I love you, Sally. And the river will carve our names into the dark. That's a poem. Hell yeah, what a poem. It's a poem. What a poem, man. What a poem. And you read it like you gave a shit about it, and that's awesome. Like, yeah, I love this poem. I, I got to teach this poem recently for high, for high school students uh, who, yeah. are, who, are on a, who are on a civil rights uh, team. And like, oh. and yeah, I love this poem so much. God. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that gets us into the first question of... Uh, well, the first answer is you love this poem. Uh, why did you, why did you choose this one to bring to us today? I chose this one because I love I love reading it out loud, and it brings me a lot of joy. And I love that there's a mix of joy and grief in the poem. Mm, yeah. um, and like we don't talk enough about the intricacies of that. Um, and I remember first hearing this poem in like uh, 2017 or 2018, hearing hearing Jeremy perform it. Um, mm. uh, in Portland, Maine, and I remember crying like a baby. Um, <laughs> and, oh, Hell, yeah. So Hell yeah! Hell <laughs> uh, oh, yeah! Absolutely. Awesome. That is that is a great one for high schoolers too, because that is one where you can be like, "Yeah, this is what the power of poetry is. This is what the power of like, you know, having a second or third thought after your first thought, like after your first thought of I love you, Sally.' What's your other thoughts beyond that? And you get 
17 lines out of it or whatever it is and it's all like that and it's awesome and that's what yeah. love actually feels like it's man, it's great um <laughs> great great one to teach to high schoolers for uh, sure yeah i was gonna say any um like particular responses from them that i don't know you loved yeah there's like like oh it's so sweet um and uh and then and 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 they asked like what what is what does the title mean and i and i said spouse and they're like oh this makes sense now um <laughs> there was one student that was like the poem is so beautiful but what does the title mean you know what at least they're asking what does the title mean as opposed to what does the poem mean you know exactly that's a good point that's a good point that's so funny too that's like a helpful tool i work with students who like struggle with like titling their poem and I always you know like my advice to them is like it should somehow instruct the reader like what a good example of like you know it kind of makes you think or makes you look up a word or makes you think if you do know the word but like once you know it you're like oh it's right there now the poem is there for me inviting me in Ugh, so good so you have this memory of seeing Jeremy read it were you familiar with his work at that point did you just like randomly stumble in there that was my um, first time engaging with his work. Um, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah. So nice. cool. Did you like buy the collection right then and there, or was it a more <laughs> I, gradual I process? I sure did. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me at a poetry reading with $20 in my pocket is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he's also a playwright. And I still, there and you I, go. I, have, I have not seen his, uh, I've not seen his theatrical work. I've seen, I've seen him act um in in films i have not i have not seen his own written plays yet right i i just you know went went to his website because i was like oh i haven't thought of him in a while and i was like whoa you've done a lot since last time i looked you up (laughs) i was like wait i've literally seen you in something acting before i didn't even (laughs) notice (laughs) um what what you just made me think of is this is too on the spot for any of us but like how rare and special it is. I don't know. I, the readings that you can like truly be like, oh, this is where it was. This is what happened. This is the poem that did it for me. And maybe I don't mean it that it's rare. It just does feel like a hard thing to keep track of. Yeah. But at the same time, when it when it does come up, it's such a like emotional, like, oh yeah. You know, like that yeah. was the thing. That was the one. Ah. Oh. Chris, do you have a all-time best poetry reading? All-time best poetry reading, um, I do actually. Yes, um, it was at uh, it was at Loyola. It was um, uh, well, besides the one I uh, we, we would host where we would uh, in my friend Quinn's three-bedroom apartment have a raucous like part poetry revival, part like part poetry reading, part like drunken religious revival. Um, uh, we got John Keane in there one time. We got Stuart Dybeck in there one time. Um, we got Lily Brown in there one time. Um, my favorite, though, my, the one that jumped to my head when you asked me what my favorite one was, was at so Little, the there's one. like a little festival that Josh put together that was, um, I'm going to forget everybody, but it was, uh, Robin Schiff was there. Carisha Ali Lansana was there. Um, Abraham Smith was there. Honestly, those three just made it. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's at least two others. Um, and sorry to them if they're listening, but at least those three made it for me. They were they were an incredible, like one, two, three readers. So that's me. What about you, Bob? What's your what's your what put you on the spot? I I, know. I love when I ask a question. I'm like I'm completely not prepared to answer <laughs> this. Um, I mean, like I feel like it's probably got to be the first time I saw Roscoe read. Like. You know, you like, yeah. and at this point it's been like three or four times, you know, but like that was one where like the buildup was, I was so excited for it and so ready for it. And then like he delivered tenfold and I was, ugh, yeah, I'm such a big old crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we are wont to do here on the pod, um, we've moved away from the poem, so we gotta <laughs> reel ourselves back a little bit. What's the move? What, uh, what? part of this poem or specific aspect of this poem uh, excites you the most? What's the move? Hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, here is the grief. Here is the slaughter I have shaped into stars. <sighs> yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and it's right there, right in the middle of the, the way the stanzas 
are inset. It's right there in the middle section of one of the stanzas. So it's like the stanza kind of turns on it, um, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful way to shape grief into stars. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. You, uh, what, what is it about that? <laughs> that those, three, those three lines that really do it for you? Just the, oh, there's just so much to hold. And it's just very telling mm. how much love is holding so much. And, and then to put it into something as explosive as a star or <sighs> something as, fra- as, fra- as fragile and beautiful as a star at the same time, too. And, like, and it's like, here's, here's my vulnerability for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the I mean, that, that does. That goes right back to what you were, you were saying about, you know, the way that joy, love, grief all bound together. Um, yeah, this poem enacting all that. Oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it, it does that. And then it goes right into from, from the star, from after the, I've, I've polished the star and then buried him. It goes straight into an orchard, orchid, orchard growing. There we go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we immediately have like, uh, good things happening because we've turned, uh, grief and slaughter into stars. Man, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, I don't know, there's a way that this poem, I don't have a a good theory of this. I, I want to write an essay on, like, some sort of, like, poetics of abundance. And this, mm. like, falls into it. You know, the way you're just, like, piling on and repeating and repeating. But, like, within that, I'm, like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, st- stars, stars is the repeated word and the repeated yeah. image. But, like, within that abundance of stars that the poem is able to like go so many places and kind of back and forth. And like you're saying, like it holds so much, Mm. so much. (laughs) Marvelous. Um, We're kind of getting into it a little bit, but um, sure. What is this? What is, uh, what does this do for you beyond the page? What's, what's this poem going, going on beyond the page for you? (sighs) Beyond the page. Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> Sally, just because like the turn of like because in the collection this is from his collection Dear Sal and how like this is the very first time like and it's towards the end of the, it's not the it's not the last poem of the collection I was wondering uh, but it's but it's but it's but it's getting there and it's <laughs> the very first time where we hear the character call call her Sally instead of Sal. So, mm. so it's like just taking away from the page, like that, like that te- that te- that tenderness and and, aff- and affection of like, of of like yearning, where it's like it's not it's it's Sally, like I'm coming for you, Sally. <laughs> That's wonderful. So it's like there's like a build up over the course of the collection. Yeah, you, yeah. That, oh. that rips. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I have to get I this just, book now. I know. <laughs> conceptually the way yeah like the move from nickname to full name and i don't know how there's weight even in that is so beautiful Mm. oh my gosh oh all right tomorrow Mm. every one of us is printing this poem off and sending in the mail who are we sending it to does it have to be a a certain amount of people it's being sent to it could be a group of people it'd be fine a group Hmm. of people my in my head it was one person but like you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness uh sent (laughs) sending this to to my partner even though he he lives with me (laughs) (laughs) no that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a great the joy i would get of someone in my own house mailing something to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, in the in the win yeah winter I was doing. Every time I try and talk about this out loud, I forget the woman's name. I was doing um, the artist's way. It's this book mm-hmm. of, of in this practice, uh, you know, try and like reignite your creativity, and you do the yeah. morning pages and these other activities. Um, and one of the like early things in there that they ask you to do um, is to like draw or paint this like big old like compliment to yourself. 
mm-hmm. um, about like how good of a artist or writer or whatever you are, and then to like mail it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Totally hit. Get that in the mail. Totally. <laughs> did you Did you mail yourself that? I did. I mailed Incredible. it to myself. Nice. I also like, t- I also like timed it so I was like going home when I mailed it. So like. Mm. I did legitimately like kind of forget that it was coming, which was great. It's spectacular. Highly recommend. Nice. <laughs> um, Chris, who are you mailing this to? Uh, well, my first thought was friend of the show, Stephen Furlong, but that's only because I owe him some mail. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm already mailing him. I don't want to say what I'm mailing him because I, it's a surprise to him and he, is, he might listen. But uh, uh, yeah, I, if I can find a working printer, I'll include this. Stephen, don't get wow. your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was I was feeling very much uh, the same. I, again, us on the same wavelength. I was like, oh, I owe Dianelli a letter from like six months ago. Um, so she would certainly like that. Um, I feel like this is a poem too, though. And Chris, we've talked about this a few times. Of I'm this honestly, this is probably a third month in a row where I've been like, I'm, I keep wanting to come back to my poetic roots. Um, and I just feel like there's a couple like writer friends who I haven't like shared work with in a while. Um, we give a little shout out to Allie Pierce in particular, where I'm like, I would love to send this in the mail to my friend Allie, who I don't talk to enough and who's one of those like people I feel like that kinship with of like, we're doing something similar in our writing. Allie also on Game Over Books, just throwing that out there. Shout out to Game Over Books, shout out publishing my last book this month. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if any of us will do that, but I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I, I do need to get my printer working, so it might happen, but that, that depends on oh, how quickly I can get my I printer. I forgot working. about how a printer is involved with these kind of issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I have some stuff I need to print out, though. So, um, uh, Yes, Bob, oh. I'm finishing a manuscript. I saw that look. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should ask Maya to read a poem for us now. I think it's time for one, one, one of Maya's One of your so. own poems this yeah. time. <laughs> The devil is concerned with more pressing matters than my mental health issues. I won't deny. He sure has been the ghostwriter of most of the DSM, transforming transness into evil, corrupt contagion, softening the blow of racism by labeling it aimless. I won't lie. A theologian once described Jesus as his favorite ex-boyfriend who checks in. I thought my least favorite was the devil with his unwelcome arrival in spirit. But he is way too busy to be the spirit that possesses me. The devil has an apocalypse to plan. Filled with red-orange flames from the arrows of trusty horsemen, a supremacist army with desire for hell's manifest destiny, eugenic colonial power, He has other curses to conjure that have zero correlation with mental illness. Emotions do not equate an ailment. There's a difference between the thoughts I can control and the thoughts I cannot. Yes, pray for me. Only pray the right one next time. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. There's a lot there, man. Chills. Yeah, yeah. Um, What a last line. Holy shit. I was just going to (laughs) say. Tingling at that. Oh, my gosh. Man. (sighs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to – I I can't, like, start just, like, spouting shit or else we'll get really disorganized because there's there's a lot lot I want to talk about. Um. So I guess we'll just do why this poem. Why did you choose this one out of out of your your two books worth of work too? <laughs> <laughs> All right, some uh, some behind the scenes information. Mm-hmm. I've also I've also I've also done this with uh, with Dianelli uh, for for her podcast. I was like, I have two options for each, um, <laughs> and, and I and I and I gave and I get and I sent y'all these two uh, mm-hmm. these two options. Uh, and oh, for context, like two for each, like I had sent like two, uh, yeah. two poems by someone else and two of my own, uh, for yeah. y'all to choose from, uh, and for, um, and yeah, and I sent these two of mine because they've been ones I've been 
the most excited about lately and, and, cool. and like sure um and i just really i really love the title of yeah, <laughs> yeah the title's I great love, love the title of my poem very much i give huge credit to like um the words of fire writing retreat uh it's mm. uh a writing retreat for uh for writers of color of marginalized genders in the new england area it takes place in maine um and this and yeah that this came uh, from from a workshop in 2021 and um awesome. and, I, and it was and it was because like it was it, i was thinking of it a lot and um especially when it comes to this this still ongoing uh dialogue uh, specifically in religious communities and in religious communities of color and it's not and and also i've learned not it's not just limited to christian communities and i didn't just Mm. learn this but anyways um like yeah this idea around like oh mental illness equates a equates your proximity to the devil equates your proximity to evil if you're struggling mentally therefore there must be something wrong with you um and then like when thinking about the theology that uh when it comes to my own religious religious background when it um believing in in a god that prioritizes um that prioritizes vulnerable vulnerable people and therefore like pays close attention to the sins of systems more so than the sins of people um and like love it uh so so that so then yeah just writing this poem about going like the the devil is concerned with like so many other things that have nothing to do with me um and and just (laughs) um and and reading this poem aloud a lot folks resonating with it um and yeah yeah the title immediately made me think of uh you know i grew up in the south um so you know real religious culture real big football culture down there and the joke was always like when you know when like someone scores a touchdown, they like get down their knees and pray or whatever. And it's like, God has more important things to do than like help a guy catch a touchdown pass. (laughs) 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 And, and the, the inverse is true. The devil has more important things to care about than, than your specific mental health issues. Yeah. (laughs) But I love how you, um, so I didn't, I hadn't thought about this way with like, cause I, you know, I've heard that, that turn of phrase, like, you know, get the devil off your back or, or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a demon in me or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. hadn't thought about it in terms of like your proximity to evil. Um, that kind of reshapes like the placement of it in a way that we're, we're like, where I always thought of it as like, or I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess I always thought of it as like a, a, a demon attacking you rather than like mm-hmm. you simply being near demons. There's something so much more, freeing in saying the devil is concerned has is concerned with more pressing matters than my Mm -hmm. mental health issues and using that as a way to be like i'm not close to the devil i'm in i'm in a fine spot you know i'm in a or as like a as like a a statement of like you know it's it's um as as like a freeing statement for yourself kind of thing if that makes any sense oh 100 percent. thank you Um, do we ask, do we ask the guests, what's the move? What's the, what's your, what's, what's the thing you want to pat yourself the back the most on about this? I, I like that idea. I like that idea. <laughs> where's, where's the line or the stanza break where you're like, I fucking ripped this. You're like, <laughs> um, I, uh, I have two answers for that. Number one, the, yes. the, la- the last line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, 100%. Especially, especially like in the, in the collection, how it transitions to the next poem. Uh, called called good good prayer. Um, Ooh, sneak peek! All right, yeah. gotta buy the book to see it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the stanza about a theologian once described Jesus as his favorite ex boyfriend. <laughs> uh, like that really. Ha- so that really happened. Uh, so I was I was doing a reading uh, at the BTS Center that was online. Uh, that was facilitated by. Peterson Toscano and he invited me as well as as well as Padre Gatuma to read poems. Um, and Padre had said like like oh I, oh, I view Jesus as like my favorite ex boyfriend, you know, um, and <laughs> and that and I and I loved that. Um, and also he he also kindly blurbed the book as well. Yeah, so, oh, nice, nice. Uh, so. <laughs> 
Um, I, I'm to very keep happy the in- about this dance. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's great. Um, to keep the kind of intertextuality going, I was just reading uh, the poet. Her name is Erin Adair Hodges. She's a local person. That's why I know her work. Um, her book is called, nope, I'm not going to remember the name of the book. Uh, but she has a poem that's really delightful. And it's, it's something like, when I say Jesus was my boyfriend in high school or something like that, <laughs> that I feel like can keep going. Can we, we can keep running with this. <laughs> uh, and everyone's relationship to Jesus as an ex. <laughs> Man, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm recontextualizing high school with like, yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> I, I personally don't view Jesus as fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I don't view I don't view Jesus as a as a partner either. Jesus could do a lot better than me. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, when uh, when Patrick said uh, had had said that, I was like. I love this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so where does this come in the collection? You told us there's a relationship to the next poem. Is this early? Is this late? This is uh, some, somewhat late, later in the collection. Okay, later in the nice. collection. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and ooh, for because uh, in the be- in the beginning of the of the collection, there is a right right before the official poem start, there is a poem called in in the beginning with the with the word the being italicized um and and instead of it being like god's creation story i make it um satan's creation story um Ooh. oh man so it's yeah you know, the way the way you're speaking chris's language <laughs> friend of the show brendan johnson who just wrote yeah. who just released an album uh what was his album called satan songs and other joyful noise or something like that we'll have to get this book <laughs> goodness um and then uh, yeah i think the two of us are always interested and in, and i hope our theoretical listeners are just um I, I, can you just take us through you know how long has this book been percolating um you know when did it start to feel like a real thing um yeah. anything you can tell us about that process yeah yeah the i so the title poem came to be uh, when I was working with an organization called Speak About It. Uh, they're they're a they're a theater nonprofit that produces plays about consent uh, for like high school mm. students, college students. And I was on cool. I was on tour with them one summer in 2018, um, and I and I wrote the t- title poem and I shared it um, with uh, with my friend with my friend Chrissy, and she was like, "Could you expand on?" Um and, <laughs> um and and shared it with a few other people um so then so then that was that poem didn't look at it again um but then mm. i and uh, then and i usually tell people that this book took like three years to write because like uh because in 20 because in 2019 um i got a residency at hewan oaks and started writing more i keep calling them bible suicide poems <laughs> <laughs> what a genre title i love it <laughs> <laughs> and um and then during my time at randolph college um i i spoke to my mentor at the time uh ron ron villanueva who's my mentor for my yeah. third semester. um and he and he got really 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 excited he was also like explain um yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh and then uh and then it got accepted by game over books in 2021 the edits were all finished by 2022 and now the and now the book is coming out amazing that's awesome that's awesome what a great time yeah yeah um i have had one interaction with ron is he as nice as that one interaction uh was (laughs) he is so nice He's so sweet. My heart sings every time I see that human. He's incredible. Everything you hear. That's what I love to hear. Bob, I have to ask, how was she supposed to answer that question? I mean, I wanted that. I wanted that response. (laughs) Because I love to share the story of, like, I was at like a 
festival thing or something. I, yeah, I went to something that he was reading at or teaching a demo or something. And I didn't even talk to him there. I like posted the picture on Twitter the next day. And then he just swoops into my DMs to like follow up about how it went. And like, so he gave me some sweet, you know, advice and told me to check in if I ever have questions. And I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> I, I can't even handle that level of niceness. <laughs> So sweet. I, I do. I do I, love that about about the poetry community is how how often people. I'm also blurred my book. <laughs> oh my gosh! Awesome. <laughs> if we could do screenshots of the video and both of our Zoom screens, Bob and I just threw our hands up. <laughs> we probably need to pivot to our last question. Probably Chris, should. Right? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. I'm the one with the time constraint today. Stop. Um, Stop. I just feel bad. We brought Maya on. They've been wonderful. (laughs) You know. Yeah. I also, you know, am too afraid to commit to other dates in the morning. As anyone who's ever been in a band will tell you, it's it's hard to get even three people's. Right. Three people together. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, Maya, we, uh, you know, we always. uh, uh, hope our guests are huge basketball dorks like we are, but you know, uh, never, uh, never shade anyone who isn't. Uh, you did say you played it in seventh grade, which means you made your seventh grade team, which I didn't do. So, congrats. <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> but you also used uh, our basketball prompt to in your in your your pre-planning notes to bring up Ross Gay, who we love to bring up on this show, just for any reason. I just read Beholding, um, like, three yeah! days ago for, the, for yeah. the second time. We did a two-parter on it. Go listen to those episodes, everybody. But um, uh, it was my second time reading it and just just scoured right through in, like, an hour. <laughs> read it most of it out loud. It was so awesome. I texted Bob right when I was finished. So, Maya, floor is yours. Free space. Let's gush about Ross Gay for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Couplets? the man's a genius (laughs) the man knows how to use a couplet (laughs) Uh, it really could be the ultimate response to that book is no other word. I mean, couplets? couplets. We're talking about couplets. We're talking about couplets? I'm a quatrain. <laughs> I'm a tercet. Couplets. <laughs> a whole book. <laughs> couplets? Center justified. Center justified is a choice. <laughs> no periods. <laughs> um... But I, I, one of the things I love, kind of, you brought up with this, Maya, though, is how I feel, you know, as a basketball person, there's this, like, this really fun way I could be like, here's this book-long poem about basketball, you know, like, basketball is the hook. Um, and for sure, the first, honestly, it might be 10, 20 pages. I, the first chunk of it is pretty basketball-heavy. But then by the time you get to the end, you're just like... Whoa. When I finished it that second time, I was like, I actually thought I remembered more basketball in this book. And then there is. To say it's about basketball is such a, like, oversimplification. You know? (laughs) The book is about so much. Um, (laughs) uh, Maybe to wrap up. If one of Ross's poet, poetic uh, flourishes and moves is is how to dominate a full book with couplets, um, do you, do you have a, a move in, in your writing that you know when you want to show off a little bit, you're like, oh, this is the thing I'm good at. Ooh, I I uh, and I know <laughs> you know this question was in the Google not to. I don't know why I'm acting all surprised. It's okay. <laughs> uh, ooh. Crispness. Ooh, Crispness. What an answer. I like it. Yes. What an answer. <laughs> what a great answer. Crispness. That is something want, I'm I'm actively working on with my writing I right now. Say, I want I'm, my language to be crisp more often. 
I yeah. I just read a whole yeah. bunch of s- submissions for the magazine I read for it and was like, oh, I need to make my sentences more crisp. <laughs> 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 That's a great answer. That's a good oh skill to have. <laughs> okay. So to wrap us up, Judas and Suicide comes out on what day? May 23rd. May that May is May Tuesday. 523-23, man. Yes. What a great day. Oof, oof. Um, so in theory, any listener, uh, I don't know if we'll get it out before then, maybe day of, question mark, but uh, time to order is now. Time to order is now, for sure. The time is now. <laughs> and I feel and, like and I had one more. Don't forget, um, uh, refused a second date in October of this year. That's yes. right. That's yes. right. And listener, you can uh, you can read two two poetry books in a year. You can do it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, they're very very short. You can get through it. Um, uh, Maya, where can the people find you? Ooh, the people can find me at mdub sixteen e m m d u b b one six on Instagram and. Twitter. I understand there are a lot of mixed feelings about Twitter right now. Um, I am I am on Twitter still, um, and I have a website called uh, MayaWilliamsPoet.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, man. This was thank really, you. Really what, a thank you. What, what a delight! What a delight! What a delight! Ah, of course. So looking forward to the book. So grateful we got the chance to talk to you. Definitely. I'm going to go pick up my kid. I'm going to go pick up my kid from school, come home, and pre order your book. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. uh, Thanks for being here. Um, All right. Our music is done by Brendan Johnson, who came up earlier in this podcast, and our art is done by A.M. Strickland. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next month. Bye.